Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. This is Chuck Bartok speaking to you from the Lake Geneva, Geneva Shore Report podcast. This episode is a review of the issue published in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, May 27, 2015. Enjoy. Our place. Oh, no. The owner of Louis Pizza, located at the intersection of South Lake Shore and Willow, died last weekend. What happened? Scott Lewis, age 52, the most friendly biker kind of guy who owned and operated the place, died last Friday of a heart attack. Louis Pizza, his love, built a reputation for great, reasonably priced pizza, burgers, and even meatballs. Louis Pizza remains the only place on the south side of Lake Geneva where workers can get great hot food nearby, where surrounding neighbors can call in for hot pizza, delivered fast, and the fabulous french fries are to be had at just about any hour. The present tense is used with respect to Louis Pizza because it is hoped that his wife and family, who took turns helping Scott make Louis a local institution, will keep the place going. Exactly what is going to happen remains unknown, and the Geneva Shore Report will update as more information becomes available. There will be a memorial service, but the date and time and place are not confirmed. They will be confirmed by next week's issue of the Geneva Shore Report. Louis is survived by his wife, April, and three daughters, Shelby, Montana, and Stephanie. Our hearts go out to them all. On a more somber note, taken directly from the 2014 City Audit, are some interesting facts. Item 1 on page 18 of the 2014 Audit lists the general fund balance as $2 million, $734,947 as of December 31st, 2014. However, if you look over to page 40, it shows that the general funds as of December 31st, 2014, owes an interfund payable of $2,874,738, which is more than there is in the general fund. The result is a negative total balance of $139,791. Even if you add in the receivables to the general fund of 422093 the true balance of the city's general fund is not $2.7 million, but only $287,000. To maintain the $2.7 million general fund facade, the city will be paying last year's $2.8 million payables with the taxes collected this year. And what's with item number two on page four? 
At the end of December 31st, 2013, the city debt was $5.5 million. And a year later, at the end of December 31st, 2014, the city's debt was increased 30% to $7.2 million. To no avail, there have been plenty of public comments on this paper about the city's commingling of city funds with the state transportation fund, as well as transferring some city expenses to TIF expenditures. But today, with the general fund being a financial facade, city debt increased by 30%, and with the city to soon lose $2 million a year support from TIF number 4 an inevitable financial crisis seems to be approaching. To stay lost this inevitable financial nightmare for a few more years, the city again will raid the lakefront and parking meter funds and use the $2.5 million from TIF closure for city expenses. It will then turn to more borrowing as a means of covering future shortfalls. Is anybody at all watching what's going on? Do none of Lake Geneva's supposed leaders run their own family economics toward the same potentially cliffs of financial disaster? No wonder deals are being made left and right to convert privately owned driveways into paid parking spaces and city streets being narrowed to accommodate more paying parkers. Well, let's move on to the small junk. The vape shop on Center Street is history. One down and one to go. Mike Kukurik, the best business property owner around the lake and one of the most significant, saw the light through the smoke and sent the vape shop packing. That's right. Once he figured out that the place was nothing more than a crime attractant and thinly disguised drug paraphernalia shop, it, it was out of there. Thank you, noble civic servant Mike. It might be hoped but not with much real expectation that the owner of the property where the other vape shop has made its nest will get the message and take similar action. There is the only way to keep Lake Geneva a class act. Crummy, low-down operations cloaked under stealthily cloaks of respectability must be outed and then shown the door. Galena garlic oil and spices caught. Gone overnight. They had great olive oil. Dawn, the superlative retail person who ran the place, has moved on to bigger and better opportunities. Running the automotive repair operations at the new Automotive Gurus, Inc., under the guidance of Sally Nimmo, who built Elkhorn Automotive into a success it is today, with Will Wilkening, automotive mechanical genius under the hood, and Dawn and Sally doing everything else, this place is going places. Sewing, you say? Roxanne Liggett, husband Chris is the beloved tough character who owns Lake Geneva Auto Body, Inc., is opening a sewing circle center at 2346 Wells in Lake Geneva. You'll know the place when you pass by because it is the only single home left on that road. It sits behind some beautiful pines and Roxanne is doing wonders to redesign and make the place wonderfully relevant. This is going to be a class act and look for it to open sometime in late June or early July. And the GSR goes racing. It was not NASCAR, but it's something and it's a bit more local, of course. Running hard around the track at Blackhawk Farms Raceway up in Illinois, among other tracks, part-time road racer, part-time attorney, and part-time newspaper editor, P. 
Pete Wilson zips about pouring the coals to his 110 horsepower, 97.3 cubic inch Miata sports car. He was second at the three-hour Endure last weekend at Blackhawk. Other drivers spun out on portions of the rained-out track, had equipment failures, or fell asleep because most of them were over the age of 65. (laughs) It's a lot of fun to go there and be part of it all. The Geneva Shore Report is a sponsor of the Blast Past racing vehicle, which might better be termed Blast Past. Well, what's normal this week? The Winkler Sprinkler, giving a representative middle finger to California's water shortage, pours out gallons of fresh stuff a minute. If you saw the copy or went to the website, you'll see the picture. Due to the fact that occasional water mains need to be flushed, Mr. Winkler had a water main on Skyline Drive open to full and then left it open for several days. Thousands of gallons of pure fresh water poured out per hour. It might be wondered just how flagrant people living in such fresh water areas are to be held accountable, while countrymen and women in other parts of the more parched country aren't even allowed to sprinkle their dying lawns. Well, the Geneva Java Coffee Shop, the place where your Geneva Shore Report got its start four years ago, is coming back with a vengeance. The photo of their new digs is in this issue. Welcome back, Geneva Java Coffee Shop. No subterranean basement for this new operation. The Peterson couple owning and operating the shop have secured a lease to replace Wilson Meats located at 252 Center Street, just across from Starbucks. Starbucks is complaining about the nearby competition, but why would they not? Warm charm, quiet, and a great fresh sandwiches and soups. The Geneva Java is a force to be contended with, when it comes to the coffee shop world. There are three coffee shops in Lake Geneva, Pete's, Starbucks on Main, and the Geneva Java on Center. Residents and visitors are blessed to have such terrific choices. The Geneva Java is set to reopen at the beginning of June. Be sure to check it out. Invasive species. Jeff, the unknown Lake Geneva painter with a gorilla following, is hard at work and his postage stamp studio flooded with light. Jeff Johnston is working on commissioned art of all types. His work hangs in some of the most expensive homes around the lake, as well as all over the walls of the Geneva Inn. Recently, he started working on making his representations of local flora, especially local flora that hasn't always been local. His studio is upstairs from the new Geneva Java coffee shop in that same building, 252 Center Street in downtown Lake Geneva. Stop in there. He not only lets you hang around with a hot cup of Geneva Java coffee in your hand, but he actually talk about his art, if not perform it while you watch. Jeff Johnston, local, great, and a lot of fun. Well, here's some neat stuff this week. Luxus Limo. Anytime, anywhere, any situation, they come and get you and take you in the first place if that's what you order. 5 a.m. arrival at O'Hara Airport with one day's notice? No problem. Luxus can do a 10-person pickup. All well-adjusted folks from celebrating to be taken home from a sports bar as well. Luxus is there. Mercedes limos. Giant television in the back. Wonderful driver. Don is the owner. Ex-Marine, Viet Vet. Class act of a man. Class act of a limo service. 
Hey, some more neat stuff. Did Tom from Simple buy the old wreck of a theater on Broad Street? Only a few people know. The Geneva Shore Report does not know. What's happening with the discussions about distribution of the TIF number four funds is a bit fearful. If 800000 is set aside for improvements to be made to the theater because it is a blight to the town, then what are the strings that come with such a disbursement? Right after the announcement that money would be paid out for improvements, the property goes under contract, according to the sign located on the outside of the theater. Money is also to be set aside to pay whomever develops Hillmore for improvements there. A bankruptcy expert firm cranks in its buzzard-like cranium around and directs its beak towards the purchase of land. What kind of linkage is going on there in both of these deals? Who's getting paid? What and for what? And what kind of information can be ferreted out before the money simply disappears into warm, dark pockets? Where in the hell is the mayor of Lake Geneva? And why isn't he explaining everything to everyone who might listen? There are a lot of behind-the-scenes secrets being held back from the public. It's high time some of this information is trotted out for the inspection and approval of everyone. The very sincerest form of compliment. The Milwaukee Journal Sentinel came back with their green sheet, a form of newspaper reporting of local coverage they have not used for decades. The very first grouping of commentary they titled, This Is Us. You will note that the very first grouping of local commentary in the Geneva Shore Report puts out every week is entitled Our Place. The Geneva Shore Report does not expect any recognition unless the Geneva Shore Report is found to be wrong about something. It is surprising that it took them four years to find the GSR, but then the GSR is totally local and just a bit snarky and raucous. Uh, the journal's sentinel is, well, what can be said? Living it. Thanks to the laid-back 1% attitude and performance of Charles L. Chuck Coleman, chairman of the supposed Lake Geneva Conservancy, the newly established Land Use Committee, off to a rousing return two weeks ago, limped along circling to nowhere. Charles Emerson Winchester III might be a better moniker for Chuck. He managed to overwhelm everyone on the committee about the rich people's canvas guards for their boats. The committee had a concern uh, about how much sun the covers were blocking for underwater fauna and flora. Without preamble or reason, Charles managed to get the committee to vote to agree that whatever the canvas duck people want to do is okay with them. And so life goes around Lake Geneva. Later in the meeting, Charles III managed to dither real facts into possible future fiction by waltzing the potential Bigfoot Road reroute. It would be just as hard to simply put more sand in to make a real beach there or provide rocks and riprap to protect the road. Of course, he was supported by Jim Connors, who passes for the mayor of Lake Geneva, although whose pocket he's in is still up for grabs. Hey, Lake Geneva's pesky flies are back. These pesky lake flies, coronamids, are just one of the 10,000 species of flies worldwide. They don't bite, but they are kind of a nuisance for a week or two in the late spring. One could be glad that there are a lot fewer of them this year. However, the larvae and pupa stage of the flies also serve as an important food items for small fish in Lake Geneva's ecosystems. 
and they form an important fraction of the macrozobenthos in Lake Geneva. Why, that's a word, huh? The reduced number of flies coincides with Geneva Lake Environmental Association concern over the reduced number of macrozobenthos, uh, that's a food supply for small fish, found in Lake Geneva this year. Whether this is a delayed response to the invasive fingerlin muskie released by the DNR a couple of years remains to be verified. The muskies may have upset the natural balance in the lake by eating, thereby decreasing, the medium-sized fish that then eat the smaller fish, which resulted in an increase of small fish that then diminished the food supply that resulted in fewer lake flies. Hmm. Everything in a system is interrelated, and everything in the system affects everything else in the system. Well, parking revenue sharing outrage. What's going on that's so outrageous? Let's go back a bit to the quiet nastiness of Mr. Keefe of Keefe Real Estate. Sharing revenue from parking meters placed in stalls he sold the city. What's wrong with that arrangement? It allows a private person, with the help of the city, hold parkers accountable for fees and fines using driver's licenses and registration refusal as a punishment. Civil governments are allowed this onerous and many times draconian and bill-collecting tool. Now there are three financial wizards, including Mr. Keefe, who are taking advantage of an oversight in the law. Stand by for a lawsuit. That's right. There's no way any court not even the serendipity court of Walworth County, that's going to allow private citizens to get away with allowing private citizens such power. But it is going to take a lawsuit. The next time you get a parking ticket in Lake Geneva, go into the City Hall building and file an inquiry into who really owns the parking place you are being fined for abusing. You might be quite surprised. And you may just want to take the owners of your parking space to court. Well, here's some news in the news. Del Webb went to Southern California and turned Mission Viejo into a mecca for old people and a scourge against children. He did the same in Arizona, and it could happen in Lake Geneva. On the very same night, Lake Geneva's development wizard, Brian Pollard, announced he could entice 420 new golfers to move to Lake Geneva, the Sears man, Shore West realtor and former mayor Chuck Platts, was busy turning the golf course into Lake Hillmore. Pollard's development plans for the old Lake Geneva Raceway near Bloomfield Road burst apart with the housing bubble back in 2007. But patient, plotting Pollard held on for a new wave of housing demand to roll in. However, this time Brainy Bryan jumped on the 55 and older community-wide wave to ride, or Del Webb comes to Lake Geneva. It would be a perfect match. Brian could offer retirees the prestigious Lake Geneva address, shopping just a short golf cart away, and the possibility of the Hillmore Golf Course with a 40-acre water hazard. After all, what else can a community of retired men do other than play golf and whatever they do with their bocce balls? Of course, Lake Geneva needs this new water hazard lake. The old Geneva Lake is congested with boats and younger people having too much fun for serious money people to be around. Lake Geneva might just as well start investing in some of those signs you've seen around other bedroom communities. Slow children. 
In Lake Geneva, the intent of the signs, however, might be a bit different. And then along comes Michael Ford and his Tempo Development Company to add to the mix of what's fast becoming cataclysmic change to the Lake Geneva Cultural Foundation. Mike wants to build the Hillmore Lake, or simply misstate that part of the plan, and then supposedly develop around the new Mud Pond Lake. Maybe he's going to farm mosquitoes. This farming thing is new, after all, with salmon, shrimp, and even Dover sole being grown on farms. Why not mosquitoes? He could breed special attack mosquitoes for people to buy and go against their more placid, easygoing vampire ones. After all, Mike's company is a specialist in Chapter 3 trusteeship. Yes, Mike goes in and takes over existing businesses going out of business. First, the Lake Geneva Theater pawnbreakers coming and doubling the price of that theater. They knew intelligent citizens wanted to make Performing Arts Center of, and now, another forensic specialist in economic embalming. If you happen to be have a family with kids and teenagers, you can sneak over to Basso Builders' new multi-housing on Curtis Street. Word to the wise, though, is to pick one of the second-floor units. But if you get stuck with an apartment on the first floor, be sure to get flood insurance. Wetland areas are cheap to buy in the rainy season and easy to re-demarcate in the dry periods, especially when it can be done without the knowledge or the input from the neighbors who have experienced flood vagaries of the area. Nevertheless, these problematic rainy seasons have a way of reappearing every so often. So where's that water going to go when it arrives in the nearly perfect old lake bed Basso is planning to build on? Flooding is an equal opportunity offender. So it's very likely that the expense of cleaning up will be shared by all. The City Public Works Department can recommend a stormwater management project for all the city taxpayers to fund. Dan Winkler opens the bid envelopes that come across his desk. The few he now receives, that is. There is every likelihood that Mr. Winkler might open more envelopes containing other financial inducements for public assistance. Well, that's a 30 wrap. Come back next week and enjoy the Geneva Shore Report audio podcast. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.